Good morning. This is Phil Canute with River Valley Co-op and your morning grain comments. Corn and soybean futures were lower overnight. September corn finished the overnight session off six and a half cents, settling at five forty-eight and a half. November soybeans were off six and a half cents, settling at thirteen thirty and a quarter. In the outside markets, as of seven forty-five a.m., the U.S. dollar index is off point zero five seven, trading at ninety-two seven forty-three. September crude oil is off two dollars and sixty-three cents, trading at sixty-five sixty-five a barrel. Precious metals are all lower. Industrial metals are lower, except tin. The electronic mini Dow Jones is off 104 points, trading at 34,987. Rain across the Corn Belt over the weekend is pressuring futures. In the last 72 hours, most of the key corn growing areas received decent rainfall. One obvious exception was a good chunk of eastern Iowa. So, as has been the case this season, there were some definite haves and have nots with this weekend weather event. Nonetheless, rain makes grain is the mantra in Chicago, and it is hard for futures to stage a rally when a decent portion of the Corn Belt receives precipitation. On this afternoon's Crop Progress and Conditions Report, crop conditions ratings for both corn and soybeans are expected to hold steady. The next key USDA report that traders will be focused on will be the monthly WASDE report released on Thursday. Yield and production estimates for the 2021-22 corn and soybean crops are expected to be lowered somewhat, resulting in lower carryout projections for both commodities. The 2020-21 corn and soybean carryout projections are expected to remain steady or increase slightly. As with any USDA report, we will have to bide our time and wait and see what USDA has up their sleeve on Thursday. Until then, traders remain laser-focused on weather and demand. It is fairly safe to assume that futures will likely not break out of recent trading ranges until traders have some fresh data from USDA on Thursday in order to determine appropriate market direction. On Friday, the funds bought 3,000 contracts of corn, bought 5,000 contracts of soybeans, and bought 3,000 contracts of wheat. They are now estimated to be net long 245,180 contracts of corn, net long 83,500 contracts of soybeans, and net long 4,950 contracts of wheat. From a chart perspective, September corn finds initial support at the key 550 mark. Should the September contract close below that level today, further support lies at 540 and a quarter, which is the double low from last Monday and Wednesday, followed by the July 26 low, 536 and three quarters. Initial resistance is at 560, followed by last week's high, 563 and a half, and then 579, the July 21st high, and the bottom of the July 6th chart gap. November soybeans find initial support at 1330, followed by last week's low charted on Tuesday, 1308 and three quarters, and then the psychological $13 level. Initial resistance is at 1343 and a half, the overnight high, followed by 1350, and then the July 30th high, 1380 and three quarters. Opening calls are lower. Following our weekend rainfall totals reported by River Valley Co-op employees for their respective co-op locations and or homes. Ryan and Delaware County reporting eight-tenths of an inch. Cedar Rapids and Lynn County, a half of a tenth. Martell and Jones County, a half of a tenth. Olin and Jones County, a trace. Stanwood and Clarence in Cedar County, both reporting a trace. Calmus and Clinton County, three inches. DeWitt and Clinton County reporting just a trace of rain. Davenport and Scott County, a quarter inch. And Bluegrass and Scott County, two-tenths. And with all of that, have a great Monday from your friends at River Valley Co-op.